0: Hello and welcome to another episode of But First Brunch, where usually every week we pour ourselves a couple mimosas, catch up on pop culture and Jacksonville stories to see how it's shaping our culture. But this is a brunch bite, so it's a little shorter, a little sweeter, um, not necessarily in content, but just in length. Mm-hmm. Because last week we didn't talk about the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland just because we didn't know what we could add to the conversation. We didn't want it to be an echo chamber, beating a dead horse, just saying everything else that everyone was saying. Um, And this week, Jessica actually had a really good idea. Your sister, Mm -hmm. Cecilia Cooper, is in high school and we wanted to talk to her and just kind of see, you know, from the average high school student's perspective, what this has been like, what this experience has had on her, what effect it's had on her. So um, thankfully, Cecilia Cooper and her friend Haley, no last name, um, were so nice enough to call in and, and talk to us. So what was it like the day that you guys found out about the shooting?
1: I mean, I just found out about it, like, through the news, and I didn't really, like, know a lot about it because it just came out, so I didn't know much. But then the next day in school, they talked about it, like, at the on the announcements, so I kind of just learned more. And it was just kind of shocking because it is not high school, and since I am in high school, it's just, like, I don't know, it's just, like, a reality check of when we do, like, um... What are they called? Code Reds. Yeah, like lockdown drills. Yeah. they
0: are. When they did talk about it the day after, what kind of things were they saying?
1: It was really brief, and he was just, like, our principal said that that's why we do these lockdown drills because we need to know what to do in these situations, and that it kind of just hits home because it is a high school. Like, the other school shooting is, like, the Sandy Hook and that's elementary school, which, yeah, it's a school shooting, but such as high schooler, it kind of just, like hit homes. So the principal was just kind of saying that we just need to be prepared, not prepared, but like ready for any type of situation that came our way, stuff like that.
2: The way, So you guys have code reds, you do all these drills and stuff. Do you feel like, like even before the shooting, say this didn't happen like the other day, do you feel pretty safe at school as it is? No,
1: because and I was just saying this to my friend that we had a lockdown drill about two days before that and I was in my class and we were just standing next to the door, and then a few days after the shooting, I was thinking about my position that I was in, and if there was an actual, like, shooter in the school, he had such easy access to me and my class. Like,
2: Wow. My,
1: my teacher has a back room that she could have definitely put us in, and the back room has another back room. She did not put us in there, and in a real situation, why the fact that she put us in front of a window is very, like, mind-blowing to me that I could have been in that situation, that guy could have had, or anyone could have had really easy access to me, so I did not feel safe.
2: Interesting. So do you
1: have
0: separate drills for, like, a shooter on the ground and a shooter inside the school?
1: It's hard to explain. Like, the other drill, I forgot what it's called, but it's, let's say there was a shooter down the street, or if there was a bomb threat down the street, our school would get, locked down but we wouldn't hide we would just lock our doors Uh, gotcha
2: that makes sense i'm still stuck on the fact that they i feel like a teacher in when during a drill in their mind they're like oh i'm going by protocol Mm -hmm. and so they they're used to just putting you in these positions whatever i feel like in the real case scenario like everyone would be like run to the back room i feel like that would be like the actual reaction and since you guys are just kind of just like going through your head as a drill that part of you doesn't kick in and like common sense doesn't kick in and go oh hey we should be hiding as far
0: away from windows yeah. as possible
2: but i'm surprised to hear you say that you you don't
0: you didn't feel that safe in your high school before the shooting even happened
2: like going to, into school on a day-to-day basis like besides that lockdown drill like do you feel like you're in any kind of like harm's way like do you feel like the school other than the way that they just did that drill Do you feel like you're safe every day when you walk into school?
1: I feel like it's very easy to get inside the school sometimes. I don't know. Do you have anything to say? So I'm Haley. One teacher in, like, my whole schooling career. Like, it could have been in middle school for all I remember. It actually took it, like, more serious and, like, beyond, like, protocol, like you said. And actually, like, took, like, more measures, like, to practice than, like, anyone else.
2: I feel like that would just be so beneficial because you don't really think this stuff is gonna happen, but then it does, and you're in the and it hits you, you're like, yeah, wow, this happened to me. Different
1: in the building, like, right? Like he, he laid out, out like different. Okay, like if this happens, like you guys like will actually go in here and actually show us instead of just saying it and like pointed out like different things to, like make you safe know, like things he could do instead of just putting us against the wall and having us be quiet for five minutes.
2: So. Donald Trump has an idea to arm all the teachers. How would you feel if all of your teachers were armed? Would that make you feel safer?
1: I think it would because we have a, what is it, a detective in our school that walks around with a gun. And, I mean, I guess, and that just makes me feel safer just seeing that he has a gun. And so maybe the other, like, all the teachers having guns would make me feel better. I guess I would just have to be in the moment and see for myself, right. because there's some teachers that I would be like, I don't know how I feel. You having done like, yeah, I feel like that goes to say too, like if this were to continue, like if this keeps happening, then probably I feel like it would be better than not being. Or they have it like locked up in the state, like in their like in their classroom, they have it like locked up. I don't know if I would want it. Or up. like certain teachers who maybe went through. Like, you knew they were, like, certified with, like, some training or something. Yeah, I wouldn't want any teacher to have a gun. I feel like they'd have to go through something. To- yeah, they
2: all have to get—well, from They're what, what I was to have- listening to, they have to have their concealed weapons permit. So they they would all have to go get, like, a certain type of, of training. Because one of the arguments is that, like, would bringing more guns into a school— you know, Maybe actually help the problem or make, make it safer because then students might find out where it is and it could take, like, one crazy... Uh,
1: yeah, I was going to say, what if there's... Because there are, you know, there's students that can be... have a mental problem or whatever and they're smart enough to go get... They're not... Like, they're smart. They can get the gun some way, somehow. They can get it and they can take it from there. It's hard to say how I feel about it because it's just... It's very mixed. Because, like, I would love to like have a safer school but at the same time does it really make it safer
2: is there something in particular that you guys would feel like would make you safer or make you feel safer i did
1: see on facebook yesterday that this one school has like bulletproof doors and windows
2: that's such a. I don't, I don't know why all schools don't have that yeah i mean it's, it's probably really expensive,
1: expensive. So, yeah most likely. expensive i saw. i heard that it's really really expensive and then they have cameras that are linked to the police stations. The police watch, like, watch the cameras all the time. And then they have these smoke bombs they can set off. They're like the sprinklers, but they're for smoke bombs. And so, it distracts the shooter. So, like...
2: Oh, it, like, it disorients see. the shooter?
1: Yeah. So, I feel like that bomb. would actually make me feel more safe than, the, like, than teachers having guns. Yeah, the teachers could have guns and stuff, but, like, having bulletproof walls and windows and, like, things to distract the shooter and stuff
0: like that. Yeah, that feels way more, like, defensive than offensive Mm -hmm. with arming all the teachers with guns. Right. Because one of my friends is a high school teacher, and it's gotten to the point now where they have these rules where if high school students get into fights, it happens, it sucks, but now the teachers are being told, or they've been told for the last few years, not to get in and try to break up the fights because teachers get hurt. If teachers were to get armed, you know, what do you think the possibility would be of, like, kids getting in, in fights and possibly disarming one of these teachers?
1: No. Like, I never really thought about that. I just feel like I don't know if that would really happen. Like, high school fights are so stupid. No, I feel like a student wouldn't go out of their way during the fight to, like, disarm the... Right. The, I don't know. I That's how I personal, personally feel. Like, I feel like they would not... If they're fighting someone else... If I was fighting my friend and I was mad at them, the first thing I wouldn't do is, and, like, a teacher got in the way, I wouldn't, like, try to grab the gun. But I guess it just depends on the person But mm-hmm. I just don't see that happening,
2: really. Because
1: a high school fight is different than the one. you will probably see at, like, a bar or something like that, you know? It's so stupid.
2: If I, actually, but, I saw that video that you were talking about. I know one of the things that they did was they flipped a switch, and it locked all the doors in the building like all the classroom doors. And I thought that was interesting. My only thing against that was like, what if there was a student left in the hallway and there's a student and they can't get in anywhere. Yeah.
0: But the bulletproof glass thing is a, at least from, because I'm thinking of like the funding side, like most teachers complain about how they can't even get decent funding for their schools. Yet now this idea is being thrown around like, hey, let's spend millions of dollars, not just on arming teachers, but also spending hours on training them. Yet teachers are spending Thousands of their own money on buying supplies for their classrooms.
1: Yeah. Ever since I was younger, like elementary school, my dad, who's a police, he always told me, like, if anything happens, just to worry about myself, basically, and like get out of the situation, like in any way, whether that meant running or like whatever I could do. What freaked me out at the time, but I think that just goes to show how the schools really like aren't prepared. If like there's parents saying that to kids not to go by, like, what the teachers say and just, like, stand against the wall. Like, he always told me ever since I was little, like, to get out of the situation if I could.
2: Especially, so you said your dad's a police officer? hmm He's probably been just in so many situations where he's known that, like, hey, I have to run. I have to get out of this. This is how you do he's it. we've probably seen situations where yep. people tried
0: to stay and help or do something and, you know, got hurt themselves. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. I never thought about that, where, of course, like, you're supposed to be listening to the teachers because technically they're your responsibility at that time. When in reality, your dad, who has real life experience with this kind of stuff, is telling you to do something completely opposite.
2: Well, guys... Thank you so much for joining us on our episode today. You guys had great insight. See, there was nothing to be nervous about. This is all that we were wanting. Give yourself a little credit. You you even made us think a little bit
0: with uh, perspectives that we like we wouldn't. Yeah, we weren't expecting
2: you to say no. Like when you when you guys said that you didn't feel safe. Like both of us looked at each other and we were like, Yeah, oh, that was unexpected. Interesting.
0: Well, thank you guys, Haley and Celia. We appreciate it. You're welcome. It's really refreshing to hear. High school students be so not like woke because that's the typical word, (laughs) but just so very aware. And just, I don't think they get enough credit. I don't think teenagers get enough credit.
2: And you know what? It's funny because, like, Looking back on like my high school self, I always felt like people didn't know that we were like so educated. I'm like, I feel like adults think I'm stupid, but I actually know a lot about some things Or I, I actually have feelings. I feel, that's, that's I the feel key. a certain way about things. Yeah. Like, hello. Yeah. And granted,
0: you might not have the most educated view of these things, but like, They still matter and you feel something about them, which is important. And on
2: a basic level, like this is about their safety and this is about their their life, like literally about their life. Like you're bound to feel a certain way about that. You know, you know, if you feel safe and you know when you don't. Exactly. It's just
0: basic, basic reactions. So we've seen so much after the shooting as far as like I've stayed off of Facebook for the last week. I can't. I've I've, I've on a little bit for work, and then I I I just can't because people are just being so awful to each other. Yeah. About the gun issues, the mental health thing, like people are just being nasty to it's each just other. Just noise, right? It's just noise. So we wanted to cut through the noise and actually get to the point of how can we actually help the people that were affected by the shooting? Because I feel like I'm not seeing enough of that on my timeline. I'm not seeing enough of that in my news feed.
2: Yeah, it gets lost it's in the mix of so all of lost. this. Yeah.
0: And so we, we came up with a couple of ways. Jess has ways that you can actually donate directly to or actually help directly the area in Parkland.
2: Yeah, so One Blood, they have like additional units of blood or they're sending unit um additional units of blood to the Broward County hospitals so they're treating the injured, people who, you know, are still fighting for their lives. Mm-hmm. Um they're asking for help to replenish the supply. So um one I'm gonna post the link along yeah, we'll with We'll post all of this
0: on our Facebook But first brunch podcast so you can have all of this good information at your disposal whenever you need it.
2: But there's also a couple of locations you can actually go and donate blood. There's one off of uh, at One Blood. There's one off of Beach Boulevard. There's another location at the Mayo Clinic. Kathleen, did you say you saw a couple of there's other like, locations? Yeah, there's six
0: all around. There's one in Jacks Beach. There's one on the West Side. One in Mandarin. So you can you can find a One Blood most likely within your like within your neighborhood. And so it's the it's the universal blood that they need, right? Was it oh o blood type? type. O? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes me feel kind of bad. I don't know my blood type, so you ever donated blood? No, I'm not allowed to. I yeah. When I was eight, when I turned 18, I was super excited because I could finally donate blood, and I was I was turned away because I lived in Turkey for five years, and it was around a time where they had an outbreak of mad cow disease.
2: Oh my gosh! And so, as a
0: precaution, I'm not allowed to donate blood.
2: Very interesting. Kind of sucks
0: because like in times like these, you feel kind of helpless, and you're like, what can I do? And they're like, oh, typo people, like, yeah. we need your blood. Granted, I still don't know what my blood type is, so <laughs> well, you should probably find that out.
2: Regardless, whether or not this, it, whether or not the blood gets used for this situation or not, it's always going to be helping somebody, it will always help save a life. So, either way, your efforts are valued. But there's also other ways to donate. So, the Lutheran Church Charities, canine comfort dogs. They're in Parkland, Florida, and they are available at counseling centers, at vigils, and they basically have like special kinds of like grief counselors for like situations like this. So you could help pay for their travel expenses. Yeah, I
0: can't imagine traveling with a bunch of dogs is cheap.
2: And and yeah, and I can only imagine too, like how many students are gonna need grief counseling after this, even if like you didn't we weren't friends with somebody that was shot, like you are still grieving. Oh, this yeah. is this is absolutely Devastating for anybody that was involved. So I'll also link that website. It's called give.idonate.com. And then it also links off to the specific church or the charity that it goes towards. And you can give like your custom amount between like 50, 150, 200 or less. I think you could also insert whatever how, yeah. amount. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes directly to Parkland, Florida. So yeah, that's um, the
0: key thing is like you want to, you want to, Donate to things that you know are going directly to the area. You wanna make sure that they're legit because we see this every time a crisis pops up.
2: Yeah, you have to be you know, careful there's all of these... like GoFundMe's or whatever. Yeah, Unless yeah. it's somebody that you know personally and trust and like know their character,
0: like be careful. Yeah. There's also the uh. like the official GoFundMe that was set up by the Broward Education Foundation. And as of Friday when we're recording this, out of their two point five million dollar gold, they've raised two million dollars. Wow. That's unbelievable and so this is a legit one it's their legit 501c3 nonprofit direct support to parkland yeah to the the shooting victims and their families because i mean 17 17 victims like think about paying for one funeral Ugh. that's roughly eight to ten th- to ten thousand dollars yep.
2: and that's if you want to do like it, it's like and that's if you want to do the traditional one right yeah. or if you want to like a a, a funeral they deserve you know yeah or even that just all the things that come with it. It's yep. death is one of the
0: most frustrating financial things yep. and the last thing that those families need is to worry about how they're going to pay for it and yeah. whatever else comes after. So, if Agreed. you want to donate to like the official official one, we'll also post that link on our um on our Facebook. And then another thing that we want everyone to know is that you know, voicing your your opinions on what's happening on facebook twitter it's great you know you can think of it as educating your friends that way but at some point it's slacktivism like you're sharing all these great like now this videos and whatever no matter what your political position is but don't forget about like the actual ways that you can make change you Mm -hmm. do have a direct line to your senators to your congress representatives and so One of the easiest ways that I found to do it, especially for us, you know, like we're all about being time efficient and, you know, it's got to be easy. It's got to be simple. The service ResistBot turns your texts into faxes for your elected officials. It's super simple. I used it when um, they were voting on net neutrality. And all I had to do was text them my name, my address, and it's super secure. Like, I haven't gotten any weird third-party emails from, like, other services they use or companies they work with. So it's super secure. You send them your your address, and they'll tell you who the elected officials for your area are. So, like, if you didn't vote and you have no idea or whatever, yeah. they'll tell you. And they have a lot of great information, too. Like, everyone's been talking about, you know, the NRA and how – They're in everybody's pockets. They've donated to all kinds of politicians. That's the, that's like a really, if that kind of thing matters to you, this is a really good place to start because sometimes they give out really good information. You can just start by texting NRA to 50409, which is the resist bot. Mm -hmm. And it'll tell you like our senators are Bill Nelson and Marco Rubio. And of course we've seen Marco Rubio a lot. Thanks to that town hall meeting with him and Bill Nelson the other day. And, it tells you, you know, the NRA hasn't spent any money in, su- in direct support to Senator Bill Nelson, but it spent a, a little over $700,000 to oppose him. And then they give you the full amount of how much they support. Wow, it was three million dollars. NRA gave Marco Rubio, has given Marco Rubio $3 million in support. Yeah. So these are just, it's just information. Yeah. You know, talking about it on Facebook, getting in these stupid comment arguments with people doesn't do anyone any good. Yeah. The real effects that you want to have if you believe in the democracy of the country that you live in and you're so proud of, take the action. Put your money where your mouth is. Put your fingers on your phone and make an actual difference. Like It's so So easy. They set up the little, like, they set up the format for you. They'll be like, okay, here's the... The dear Senator Nelson The thing is you can write to them You can write directly to the White House if you want to They set it up for you You just type in what you want to say They put it together and they fax it off it's the easy easiest piece. thing you could possibly do. It might actually be another form of slacktivism. But it's like
2: just as easy as sharing a Facebook post, guys, except this one's actually going to, it could actually affect something.
0: Yeah. And you might think like, oh, what's one fax to, you know, Senator Rubio? Well, if everybody thinks control. that way,
2: then it's, you know, it's cumulative. So. But if everyone
0: thinks like, you know, I want my one fax to mean something. Think about it. If like 5,000 well, people said that, that's 5,000 <laughs> yep, people what I'm saying, saying something to, to Senator yep. Rubio. So, you know, it's just... just just take more pride in the fact that we do have a direct line to our elected officials. And you don't have to be super informed. You know, that's the thing is that it can be a little intimidating. But you know, your sister and her friend Haley, you mm-hmm. know, they might not have these, like, grand political stances, but they feel a certain way, and those feelings, those thoughts deserve to be heard. Otherwise, these politicians have no idea who they're representing and what the people they're representing wants. Right. So it's important to to be heard so make yourself heard that's all this was sweet this was short we're done (laughs) (laughs) just make a difference all right thank you as always to listening to but first brunch you can uh follow us everywhere but first brunch podcast we put out new episodes Every Sunday on our free iHeartRadio Radio app, and uh, thanks to that one person who left us a review so far. That, yes, that was so nice. Got five stars. So if that you do was listen so to us, yeah, that was really cool. So if you do listen to us somewhere else besides the iHeartRadio Radio app, just leave you know a little review. You know, four to five stars, nothing less. <laughs> Don't be crazy. <laughs> just kidding. Be Don't honest. Be a do whatever. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah. So we'll be back with a new episode next week. I'm Catalina. You can follow me everywhere at Catalina on Air. And I'm Jessica. You can follow me at Jessie Coops. And we'll be back with you next week. Okay, bye. bye.
1: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.